Welcome to the Feed Your Soul Gospel Reflections Podcast, presented by Dynamic Catholic. Over the next several minutes, you will receive inspiration and encouragement. We hope will meet you where you are and lead you to where God is calling you to be. For more great content like this, or to experience this program in video format, go to dynamiccatholic.com. Hi, I'm Matthew Kelly, and welcome to Feed Your Soul. This Sunday, one of my favorite readings... I, uh, I remember the first time I went to the Holy Land, I was so excited to go to this place. And um, when you go to this place, there's almost nothing there. But I was excited to go to this place because of this reading. I think it's such an important reading for us all to reflect on from time to time. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do men say that the Son of Man is? Now, sometimes we're reading the scriptures and we forget, I think, the humanity. We suck all the humanity out of it. And, and this, is, this is one of those passages that if you look at from a very human point of view, it's, it's sort of a little bit comical. You know, because Jesus, he's saying, like, who do people say that I am? And the disciples said, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some say you're Jeremiah, and others say you're one of the prophets. And Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Now, I don't know about you, but like the human aspect of this for me is like, Okay, these guys, they left everything behind to follow Jesus. And then one day he's like, hey, guys, I'm having a bit of an identity crisis here. I'm just wondering, let's take a poll. Who do people say that I am? I'd be like freaking out. Be like, okay, Jesus, I left everything behind to follow you under the assumption that you were very clear about who you are. And now you're asking me, who do people say that you are? And who do I say that you are? And the reality is, is that the humanity of that situation would actually be quite amusing. Jesus says, who do you say that I am? I call that, I call that the Jesus question. I call that the Jesus question because sooner or later we all have to answer that question. Not all Christians have to answer that question. Sooner or later every person in the history of the world has to answer that question. And it's not like who do my parents say that Jesus is or who do my friends say that Jesus is or who do my priests say that Jesus is, but but who do you, like, deep down, at the core, who do you say that he is? Is he, is he a great teacher? Is he a wise man? Is he a sage figure? Is he a lunatic? Is he truly who he claims to be? Is he the Messiah? Is he the Son of God? It's the Jesus question, and it's not enough to answer the Jesus question once, because we can answer it once. We can answer it very sincerely. We can answer it in a cursory way or in a serious way, but we can be dragged away from our answer. And um, the pull of the culture to pretend that you know Jesus is a figment of Christian imagination, um, to pretend that he isn't a specific person who lived at a specific time in a specific place, the, the cultural pull of that is enormous. And so it is important for us to, to, from time to time to return to the question and ask ourselves, all right, 
or allow Jesus to ask us even better. Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And so what we see in these weeks of, of gospels is you see these great declarations of faith. You see this, um, this group of very human individuals grappling with themselves, this, this new situation, Jesus, their own brokenness, their own struggle to believe, their own doubts. You see them struggling with all of that. Um, but on the end of each of these struggles, you see these, these massive declarations of faith. Peter says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And you've got to understand that, like at that moment in history, that was absolutely a radical and revolutionary statement. Like we read that now and we think, oh yeah. Because we've, we're desensitized to it. But at that moment in history, it's a massive statement. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Peter Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Flesh and blood hasn't revealed it to him, so it wasn't human learning. It wasn't, oh, he went off and did a doctorate in theology or philosophy or scripture studies. It wasn't human learning. There, there are some things that, that come to us direct from God. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the powers of death will not prevail against it. I love this line, and I really don't love this line sometimes. This, the powers of death will not prevail against it. The reason I really don't love it sometimes is because sometimes I think we use it as an excuse for mediocrity. I think sometimes we're like, okay, we've got the church, and the church's got a lot of problems, but we already know the powers of death aren't going to prevail against it, so it's all going to be fine in the end. And and I think that's that's a tragic lapse in judgment. I think that that's a tragic misappropriation of the scriptures to justify our laziness, our, our procrastination, our unwillingness to push ourselves a little bit further toward excellence. And Jesus goes on to say, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. It's a powerful reading. It's Eight and a half lines. Eight and a half lines. Who do you say that Jesus is and, and what mediocrity in your life are you justifying or making excuses for? And, and what excellence is God calling you to beyond that mediocrity? Thank you for listening. We hope this episode nourished your soul. For more great content like this, or to experience this program in video format, go to dynamiccatholic.com.